Hey y'all, thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. This is Carmen, and you're tuning in on a series called Who's on Your Throne? And we are in week four of that series. So let's go back and review right quick. The whole premise of this series is to just really evaluate who is on the throne of our heart. We, we have a place in who we are, a command center, if you will, a control seat, and someone or something has to fill that seat. It can't be left empty. It's going to be filled in some way. And so as a child of God, as a believer, the one who should be filling that seat is God. He should be on the throne. But we then we have to ask ourselves, if God's not, then who is? Is it ourselves? Is it another person? Is it a thing or an attitude? Perhaps it's a belief about ourselves or about the world that's contrary to, to what God says about the world. So we have to go to scripture, of course, to see what is the right way. How do we get God on our throne? How do we put him there? How do we keep him there? And so to answer that question, I have thrown out five tools to help keep God on the throne of our hearts. And last week we went through the first one, which is to give thanks, to be thankful, to have a heart of gratitude. That is going to keep God on the throne of your heart. Keep him in control. Keep him guiding you. Keeping him in the one who's making the decisions for your life. And today we're going to talk about how humility, being humble, is going to keep God on the throne. So we want to be thankful. We want to have a heart of gratitude. And then we want a heart of humility, of one that is not over-inflating our own view of ourselves. But then we have to ask, well, what is the opposite of humility? And the opposite of humility is pride. Pride is everywhere. And I have been involved in a group that meets once a month. There's myself and four other ministry leaders um, here in, in the community that I live. And they run, just like myself, they run a ministry or nonprofit. And we come together every month and we really ask these tough questions about ourselves. Under this whole premise of God desires truth in the inmost being. And what he has illuminated to me is that I've got a lot of pride in my life. And he's shown it to me and, and shined light on it. And it's been in some of the oddest places. And he's caught me in pride in some of the weirdest times, thing, opportunities or conversations where pride shouldn't even be a factor, but yet it is. And through his grace and his mercy, he has shown that to me. And it's been so, I've been so thankful for that, but yet it's also been hard, hard to see that I was full of a lot more pride than I thought I was. How is pride operating in your life? Is pride on the throne of your heart? Well, to identify pride we have to know what the opposite of pride is, and that's humility. So we have to be 
have a clear understanding of what humility is. It's a willingness to be open and honest. It's a total dependence on God. It's a complete submission to God's control. And it's an absolute obedience to God's word. James 4, 6, which may be a scripture that you're very much familiar with, one that is quoted a lot. I would dare say that it's very rarely applied. So we can quote this all day long, especially when we see someone coming against us in a prideful spirit. This may be a verse that we first think about, but do we ever think about it as it pertains to our own selves? James 4, 6 says, but he gives us more grace. This is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And then verse 7 goes on to say, submit yourselves then to God. It goes on to say that we have to resist the devil. The devil will flee from us. We come near to God. He will come near to us. We need to wash our hands of our sin. We need to purify our hearts. We need to grieve over our sin. And then in verse 10, it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So this tells us how God feels about his children being prideful and what he does for his children who are being humble. This word opposes here in verse 6, God opposes the proud. This word opposes means to resist or to stand against. And but then he gives grace to the humble. There's favor there for humble. Favor means to approve, endorse, or to offer preferred treatment. I don't know about you, but it sounds like I want to be on the side of humility as it, as it um, relates to God and how he sees me. I don't know that I really want to be opposed by the creator of the universe. I don't know that I want him to resist me or to stand against me, to not even be able to look at me. The Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Yeah, I think I want to have God for me and not against me. Because I guess on the flip side, you could say, if God is against you, what do you, what do you have going for you? Not a whole lot. So where else in the Bible does it talk about humility and pride? So we're going to do a little bit of a comparison here. And I'm going to go to the book of Psalms. We're also going to be in the book of Proverbs to see what are some of the benefits of humility and some of the punishments of pride, maybe. Maybe that's a good word to say. Psalm 18.27 says, You save the humble and bring low those whose eyes are haughty. So for the humble, there's salvation. But for those who have haughty eyes, it's a way of describing someone with pride. God brings them low. Psalm 25, 9 says, He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his ways. So with humility comes guidance and instruction straight from the Lord. Okay, let's flip over to Proverbs. Proverbs 8, 13 says, To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance 
evil behavior, and perverse speech. So if we're humble, we're going to fear the Lord, but we're also going to hate evil. And then he lists the things, pride, arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. So to be humble means to fear the Lord and then to hate the things that God says are evil. Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So pride, there's only ruin with pride. And then Proverbs 29, 23. A man's pride brings him low, but a man of lowly spirit gains honor. So humility brings honor. And again, pride brings destruction. Just in these five verses alone, we see that there's no good ending to someone who's operating in pride. When your heart is being controlled by pride, there's not a good outcome there. And there can't be. So we see in just these five verses that being humble is always the better choice. I found um, a brief commentary that I want to read to you. This is from OpenTheBible.org. It's like a blog post about this idea. I mean, it's entitled, Why Humility is So Important. And I'm just going to read an excerpt. It says, Humility is a grace that attracts more grace. Pride closes the door to spiritual growth, but humility opens the door of your life to more of God's grace. To the humble, God gives patience and peace and gentleness. The fruit of the Spirit grows in the soil of humility. Humility is the key to spiritual growth. So humility is a grace that attracts more grace. And pride closes the door. There's a better picture. There's a better life with humility. But if God's on the throne of your heart, you are going to have a humble attitude. Are you going to pull back a little bit and have pride come in here and there? Yes. But if God's on your throne, he's always going to come back and say, hey, that's pride. Let me teach you how to be humble. Look to me. Let me help you. And he's given us, in later on in Scripture, in the book of Philippians, he's given us a picture of humility, and he commands us to have this same attitude. So I'm going to read from Philippians 2, 5 through 11, as we finish up today. Your attitude should be the same of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So this is what our attitude should be like Christ. Being a servant, humbling ourselves, 
making us sacrifices that we might have thought yesterday was too lowly for us. Is God on the throne of your heart? And if he is, stay humble. And when he shines a light on pride some, somewhere in your life, take the time to deal with it, to ask God to replace it with humility, with new eyes to see the situation, and with a new understanding that you are nothing without God. And when he's on the throne of your heart, that's going to be an attitude that you will have as a pattern in your life. That you are nothing. God is everything. And when He is in control, you can be humble. You can stay humble. And pride will have no place in your heart. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for this day. God, I ask that you shine light onto the places of pride in our heart. And God, I know from experience of your graciousness to show me pride in my life that it's going to surprise my friends when you show them pride. Pride is so sneaky and it sets up really quickly. So we have to be aware. But with you on the throne of our heart, with you in the control seat, the command center, you're able to see pride a lot quickly and you're able to move it out of our heart and replace it with humility. Will you do that for us today? Would you help us to have the mind, the attitude like Christ? He was God, but yet he came here to earth. He humbled himself, became a servant and sacrificed for us. Help us to have that same attitude. And I know that you will help us in that way as we keep you in control. When we want to dethrone you from our thrones of our hearts, God, would you stop us? Would you slow us down? And would you stay put? God, I put you on the throne of my heart today and help me to faithfully follow you. I pray these prayers for my friends and myself in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, y'all. Philippians 2 is a good segue to next week because we're going to be talking about serving and sacrificing as we have God on the throne of our heart and we have Jesus to follow his lead. So I hope you'll join me next week and I hope you have a great week. Hope you can uh, sit by the pool or have a vacation or sip some cool lemonade on a hot day. Enjoy your time this week and I'll see you right back here then. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me and I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. 
He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with Him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel-Centered podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.